Our Super Bowl 47 coverage here from the New Orleans Convention Center rolling along here as the week starting to wind down. Darren McFarland here on Radio Row, brought to you by Low T Center and Brentwood Inside Maryland Farms and Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales. To say this is a treat is an understatement, and considering that we're in Nashville, I hope a lot of people will be very happy to hear who is sitting here at our table. Ed Tutal Jones. Ed, how you doing? Thanks for stopping by. I'm fine. Thanks for having me. So Nashville, obviously uh, home to you where you played your ball collegiately at TSU, which is just down the road from the radio station. How much do you get back to Nashville? I get back to Nashville on an average of maybe four times a year. I have a home in Jackson, Tennessee. I get back there about four times a year, and I spend more time in Memphis. So normally family and friends, when I'm in the area, they'll drive to Memphis to visit. What do you remember from your days as a Tiger? A um, lot of pressure because, see, I didn't play high school football. You know, my high school didn't have a football team. I was baseball, basketball, and was convinced that I was a football player by my brother-in-law. And I knew about Tennessee State's program. I also I knew that they were very successful. I knew that uh, they didn't want anybody there that didn't really want to be there. So I'm going, you know, here I am trying to learn the game. My brother had to give me a crash course in the rules of football before I went there that summer. So um, from day one, from the day I walked in at the practice facility, walked in the equipment room, and the equipment manager gave me the longest pair of pants he had. They hit me <laughs> above my knees. I walk on the field. One of my teammates say, hey, you know you're too tall for football. That's how I got the nickname. It was just pressure on me to perform. Also being at the time I was 6'7". And I remember Coach Gilliam calling me off to the side and said, you know, I see you take this game serious. He said, now, if you continue to do that, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to keep some guys out here to work with you so you'll get better. So I was the first player on the field, last player in the league. Then he called me to the side and said, you know, if you're lucky enough to make it to the next level, you would be the tallest in the history of the game. Average player played four years mainly because of knee injuries, if you're not being 6'7", the most conditioned athlete on the field, they're going to get your knees. So not only did I work out with his program, I started working out with the Tiger Bells, the track team as well, where I said if they get my knees, they will get me given 110% every time that ball is snapped. So it was just a lot of pressure on me. People in my hometown was upset at my brother-in-law for talking me into trying out for football. They felt I should have continued to play baseball and basketball. So didn't want to disappoint anybody. But that coaching staff, the city, uh, welcomed me, and the rest is history. And in that era, I mean, the Tiger Bells, historic track team. Yes. I mean, all the success that they had over yes. the years. I couldn't keep up with them, but I was working <laughs> out with them. <laughs> when did you know that, you know, when did it stick with you? I mean, you, you, as you mentioned, you were a, a heck of an athlete. You could have done other things. When did you say, okay, this, this is going to work. I can play at the highest level. My sophomore year, Joe Turkey Jones, who I played behind, went on to have a good career with the Cleveland Browns, got hurt. He's the one who dumped Terry Bradshaw on his head, He's, right? Exactly. So I was forced to play before I was ready, yet I made honorable mention All-American. I was out there just playing scared. Yeah, I'll never forget the lineman next to me said, hey, look, I know you don't know what you're doing, but you know what a football look like. Get after that football. And that's what I did. <laughs> and I was pretty good at it. So when I made Arnold mention All-American, I was also playing basketball. So I said, wow. I said, man, you know, it, it might be something there. Maybe if I give up basketball, devote more time to football, I could make All-American the next year. 
which I did. I made all, every All-American team in Division II my junior and senior year. Ed Tutal-Jones here at our table, and obviously a lot of success with those Dallas Cowboy teams. Uh, what was this like? And I guess we'll start with this. Can you believe as we sit here today in Super Bowl forty-seven how different it looks than when you went through it? Mind-boggling. You know, uh, what hasn't changed is, you know, the, the New Orleans loved their Saints. And when we played Denver here in Super Bowl twelve. In 1977, they welcomed us with open arms. The fans here did. The people did. The city did. The media, when you look at all the media here now from all over the world, uh, I can't imagine how I would have reacted if I would walked into something like this because it wasn't maybe one quarter this size, and that was mind-boggling us. So it's no, I, there's no way any of us thought the game would ever reach the levels at today. And the social media. I mean, everybody has, you know, between Twitter and Facebook right. and everything that's out there and all the information we can gather right from our phone yeah. uh, and all the outlets. I mean, radio stations. The, you didn't it, have it, this. It, it is so much going on. I'm sure Sunday I will go, oh, it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that line that you had, it wasn't just Ed Tutal Jones. Yes, you were huge, but that line was really tall back then. You know, back yeah. in that day. I mean, these yeah. guys, today's athletes, I mean, they seem like they're all 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", but yeah. back then that was not the norm. Uh, no, no, it was unheard of. Uh, there's no way. It, it, it caused them the injuries. But see, I survived 14 years of the chop block which shouldn't have ever been allowed. That's what caused a lot of those injuries, where a guy could post you and a guy could come wipe your legs out. And that's what my coaches feared would happen to me. I know, thinking back now, and before Coach Gilliam passed recently, who I credit for taking me to the next level, we sat and talked. I had a chance to just spend a whole day with him. And I said, Coach, be honest, did you have any idea when you gave me that little lecture that I would be around, that I would get through college not missing a game, and played 15 years in the pros. He looked at me and just started laughing. <laughs> he couldn't answer. <laughs> so I know the answer. <laughs> Who do you watch today? Who gets your attention? Still defense. Guys who motor doesn't stop running. You know what I'm saying? Guys who, what I mean by that is, guys who play every down like it's their last. Like a Jared Allen, yes. a J.J. Watt. Yes. Those type of and a, guys. And a lot of your linebackers. Seems like now on defense, they, 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 they have it now where linemen is just protecting linebackers. So your linebackers are the ones that shine it. The guys who are just flying around everywhere. So, so I, still like, I still think all the action is on that side of the ball. That's what I enjoy watching. Tennessee State Hall of Famer. All world everything in the NFL. Thanks for stopping by. This was a real treat. Enjoy Super Bowl week. Thanks so much for having me. Do, do you have a winner? I'm pulling for the Ravens only because I know more of them. But I, just, I hope it's a great game for the fans. Ed Tutal-Jones. Hope everybody enjoyed that in Nashville. We'll take a break and we'll be back.